This is the last episode of this season of J&J on Sports. We've got stuff to cover, obviously. We have Joe Vice on the other line. Welcome to our show. How you doing? Well, excited for the Patriots game, which is coming up in about two and a half hours. I'm excited as well. Hours after we finished episode four, which as you know, a little while ago, Buster Posey called it a career. Yeah, that's, uh, he had a strong, strong career, Julian. Do you think he's Hall of Famer? If not, oh, I, I think he is. You know why? Because he's the World Series champion, what are they, two or three times over? Three times over. That's what I thought. I thought he came in in 2010. So he's a Hall of Famer three times over. Agreed. He's a, he he's a bona fide winner, Julian. Bona fide yeah, winner. Yeah, even if he hasn't hit home runs, I think three World Series titles should be enough to put you in the Hall of Fame. If Connie Mack can be in the Hall of Fame, he can be in the Hall of Fame, too. Now, granted, Connie, Connie Mack is the manager of the league than Philadelphia is. To give you an idea of how long ago that was, I know you probably that up in your baseball history, but... Oh, I know a, a bit. Not, not as much as you, though. You know, Connie Mack was the, was not, do you know what he was known for besides all the World Series championships? I don't. He wore a suit in the dugout instead of the traditional uniform. Well, that's something. That's like, that's like an old time football coach. Yeah, back when football coaches used to do that, we'll see two football coaches later tonight. Yes, we will. I suppose we'll move since we're still talking about uh, baseball, I'll push the last thing to the top. Julio Lugo just died. Yeah, that's that's really sad, you know? I mean... No, he, he's 45 years old. He shouldn't be yeah. dead yet. No, way too young. It was an unexpected heart attack. You hate to hear that. It was, it's a really sad death. And he was a, he yeah. was a, pretty, he was a pretty big part when of that. Any, when is any heart attack expected, though? That's true. That's true. But he was a he was a pretty big part of that 2007 Red Sox run. Obviously, Julian, I know you were you know the Mother's Day miracle. Um, he was the oh my God, winning. Uh, yeah, he was the winning at bat. I mean, I don't want to say he was the winning hit because it was more of an error that caused the the, the, the winning play. No, one run one run came in on the hit, and then the other one scored because of the error. Six yep. runs against Baltimore. Now, even though that's Baltimore, that's still pretty darn impressive. What I think is more impressive is that game against Texas back in like 2007 when it scored 10 times in the bottom of the first. Yeah, well, how about that Seattle game? I don't know if you remember that one. I think it was in the ninth inning as well. They were down by like six or seven runs. They came back to win that one. Yeah, that that wasn't in Seattle. That was here in Boston. That was right. the day after. That was August 1st, 2013. That was the day after the 15-inning marathon against Seattle. We won 5-4. We went from 7-2 down, I think, either 7-1 or 7-2 to win 8-7. Yep. So it's happened a few times in our lifetime. That Mother's Day miracle was the first time in my lifetime. Now, obviously, a little reference. Red Sox were down 5-0 going into the bottom of the ninth. And naturally, yeah. Julian, I know you know, just, just explaining it to the crowd. I know, I know. Yeah. And they came around and scored six runs. Yep. And the Sox scored six runs in the same inning. Actually, not the most runs I've ever seen scored by the Red Sox in one inning, but I digress. 
the Anaheim general manager, the Duck general manager, switching over to hockey, Murray just resigned this week. I saw that. that. Um, I, that I don't for, believe I, I don't believe it was for allegations of anything in terms of illegal matters, right? Was it alcohol related? I'm looking it up right now. Maybe I believe I believe it was alcoholism, which is the reason. So, if that is the case, and there's no other underlying reason, yeah. then. Yeah, then I, I would say that's uh, commendable to to uh, to focus on your sobriety at this point. Obviously, if he has a drinking problem, then he should do that. Yeah, he went into an alcohol abuse program. This is from uh, CBS Sports. I know we get a lot of our stuff from there, a lot of our stats and stuff from there. I want to thank them for that. They uh, He went into an alcoholic abuse program and resigned this week. The Bruins, the Bruins this week, haven't had a lot to talk about with them because... Because they don't play? They, they haven't played, they haven't played since Sunday when they won against Montreal. But that game, that one against uh, Montreal was a real classic. Everything was fighting. Yeah. It was just, Julian, it was just great to see the Bruins and Canadians face off against one another yet again. And now it seems like yeah. they got to start butting that rivalry again because, you know, they haven't played each other in two years. There's got to be some growing animosity there. But it's just nice to see those two teams play each other again. Yeah, I know. They uh, was really disappointed by the Edmonton game uh, a week ago. A week ago now, this is Thursday the 18th. You can, Julian, a week ago feels like 13 years ago. The Bruins' schedule is by far the worst. Oh, yeah, well, they stopped they stack all the games up at the back of the year. It's you just, may think it's, you may think it's a lot now, Joe, but come like after the Olympic break, right? It's going to be every single day we're going to have just, a game. It just doesn't make any sense, and it's really not a favorable schedule, too, when you think about it. Because at the beginning of the year, you want to kind of get into a rhythm, and the Bruins are unable to do that because they have they play a couple games and then they'll take five days off and then they'll, they'll play three games days. in four days and then they'll take five days off and it's you get no rhythm out of that you get no you get no game form you get you get no preparation and then when you look at the later half of the schedule when they are playing every other day that's when you want your rest because you're already in the rhythm and you're already banged up so come and, playoff time the Bruins are going to be pretty banged up yeah and you're right because hopefully they'll be fighting for a playoff spot and think about the other breaks that we have the all-star break and the Olympic break Right. And the Olympic well, break, Julian, is 27 days off, I believe, or 28. Uh, something like that. It's sandwiched. Seattle home and then Seattle away. Sandwiches that break. Yep. See? And uh, I know they're in Seattle, but I can't wait to see them play. They've been doing really poorly. I hope they do better. Uh, yeah. Fenway Sports. Fenway Sports want to buy their Pittsburgh Penguins. Wants to? I think they already have, right? Have they already purchased the Pittsburgh Penguins? I believe that that is already a done deal. And if that's the case, then John Harry is not only the owner of the Red Sox, but he's now an owner of another North American team in the Pittsburgh Penguins. And I say North American because he already owns the the Arsenal Football Club over in the Premier League. Yeah. Now, they were in advanced talk two days ago. Mm -hmm. They're they're still in talk they don't, it doesn't look like they bought them, but they're pretty close. 
I see. All right. And I, I don't I, know. I, I had um, operated on on the assumption that they were they were already owners of them, but obviously that's not the case. So I well, stand not, not quite. But I wonder if they're going to move them. I hope they don't move them. I don't think they will. I honestly just think Julian that uh, John Henry has some animosity towards Jeremy Jacobs, and I think he wants to be a direct competitor towards him in terms of ownership. I mean, if you're the owner of the Pittsburgh Penguins, you you got a pretty pretty big leg up considering they've won the most Stanley Cups since the 90s. No, they've won a lot of Stanley Cups. They've won a lot of Stanley Cups in the last 10, 15 years. They've won three three of them this century. Yeah, and it helps when you have have two generational talents come through. Crosby, Malkin. Don't forget about Lemieux, too, in the 90s. Yeah, well, I wasn't around for Lemieux. You weren't around for Mario Lemieux. I was not, but I do know that he was one of the best players of all time, if not the second best. Yeah. Back and back behind Gretzky. Hey, here's an odd coincidence as we move on to the Patriots game. Are you going to talk about the Eclipse? No. Oh, did you hear about that, the, Julian? No, but we can, we can go ahead and say something about that, sure. and then I'll say my odd coincidence. So the... Speaking of odd coincidences, or if you're a superstitious person, then it's not a coincidence. But there is an eclipse of the moon tonight, Julian. Can you guess how long the eclipse is going to last for? The length of the football game. It's going to last three hours and 28 minutes. Oh. For a little I reference. Didn't... For a little reference. Yeah, the 28 to New England 20. Patriots played the Atlanta Falcons, their opponent tonight in the Super Bowl in 2016, leading up to 2017. And the final score was 34 to 28, but that was before the Patriots made a comeback from a 28 to three deficit. In other words, three yeah, to with two. Yeah, with uh, only about two minutes left to go in the third quarter. But who hasn't heard that point story before? It's true. If you're a football fan, you're gonna put your children if you're a Patriots fan, you're going to put your children to sleep with that story. That's going to be their bedtime story. Your parents' generation's bedtime story will be uh, the stock breaking the curse. Yeah. Ours is going to be the 28 to 3 comeback. Oh, yeah. I just I, It's just of all days, Julian, how can the eclipse be three hours and 28 minutes? That's just, that's, that's that's just crazy. That's just weird. Yeah. And here's another weird coincidence. Fox also broadcast the uh, Super Bowl, yeah. which means that it's going to be the same commentators. It's not going to be the same referee. Carl Shepard is not doing this game. But that's really odd. So it's going to be the same announcers in the same station. So just a lot of weird, just a lot of weird parallels going into tonight's game. Can you expect the Patriots to come back from a huge deficit tonight? I hope they don't end up in a huge deficit. It would be funny though if they did come back from that, a huge deficit. That would be really wacky. It would be uh, it would be tough in the moment, but I gotta say, in, in retrospect, it would be quite funny. So anyway, here's an odd coincidence for you. The odd coincidence I was talking about. The final of the AFC Championship game that started to play game was 45 to seven. The same score as last week's Patriots game. It was also 45 to 7. And guess what two teams were playing each other in the early game? I don't know. Green Bay and Seattle. 
Oh, wow, that is odd. Of course, the team ended up 22, 28 to 22 in overtime. The game was in Green Bay this week, not in, in Seattle. Right. But I thought of that coincidence and put it in there. That is an odd, that is an odd coincidence for sure. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of weird parallels towards championship seasons this season. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how things go with the Patriots. But obviously, last time we talked, they weren't playing this well as they are right now. And one last thing: Can we take the Patriots seriously again? We were in the jump last month. We were two and four. We were the laughing stock. You know, if it wasn't the Lions. I can't believe the Lions aren't going to end up going 0-17. They tied last week. Yeah, but here's the thing. They could still tie their franchise record with losses, which is funny. That is weird. According to CBS Sports, yes, I'm going to go back there. It marks the first time in franchise history that the Patriots have scored 45 or more points in consecutive home games. The things that they come up with. But how about that, Julian? How about that stat? That's crazy to me, considering we've had the greatest quarterback and the greatest coach of all time. You would think against two popcorn opponents, we would have put up 50 and 50, especially in 2007. But I guess it just never happened. And now you got no, I I went back and looked at 2007 as well, because when we went undefeated, we were scoring 40 points all the time back in Brady's heyday. We broke the the all-time record for points scored that season. Yes, we did. We broke a lot of records, but the only record we didn't break is the one that everyone was looking for us to break, ironically enough. Yeah, I know. But that was... If Asante Samuel makes that catch, Julian, they did. Yeah. If Malcolm Butler hadn't shot Super Bowl 52, we would have won that Super Bowl, too. It's true. I mean, you could look at a lot of them. I mean, the Patriots, this is how crazy a lot of the Super Bowls have been. The Patriots could have eight Super Bowl losses in our span. I will say that they, their one win was the, their one true win was, not true win, their one convincing win was the Rams game of 2018. But other than that, everything was one possession. I mean, they both could have gone, I mean, all the Super Bowls could have gone either way. They could be either 9-0 and or 1-8. and Yeah. Or, was up. Worst of all, 0-9. It's true. But I can't believe there's another thing that I'm going to put on here that I didn't put on here because I actually forgot about it. Monday night game was an absolute mess. And we were talking about this in one of our earlier episodes. Episode 2. I looked I looked back at it. It was episode 2. Mm-hmm taunting. There was a taunting call against Cassius Marsh. I went on YouTube and I looked this up. I did see that. They don't need to call this. You and I both agree on this. The Chicago should have won that game. Chicago should have won this game. They don't need to call Cassius Marsh a taunting penalty unless it's a ridiculous. Unless it's a truly unsportsmanlike call. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I totally agree with you. I mean, some of it and, is just taking the fun away. And, you know what's even worse than that? What's even worse than that? And I'm going to watch this video again. I don't know if you saw this. 
the referee, Tony Calente, and mm-hmm. Athens, put him up to it. Yes. I'm going to show the screen. I saw him. Yep. Oh, you saw that? When he, when he leaned back into him? Yeah, he put his button away. Yes. And when he put his button away, he inadvertently bumped into it, Tony Calente threw the flag. Yeah, and it was a... Uh, and back Chicago up 15 yards and gave the Steelers, and I think handed the Steelers the game-winning touchdown. That's yeah, kind of it's just embarrassing, really, for the NFL. Just embarrassing, that look. And it was all over Twitter, so it's not like people aren't seeing it. Yeah. No, when something goes out... We talked about uh, firestorms earlier in my class. That's a firestorm waiting to happen when the NFL does that. Oh, yeah. That's just... That's not okay. They shouldn't be doing that to these poor no. people. Absolutely they not. They, the referees... Also, the referees get paid money to officiate the game, not become the part of the game that Tony Coente did that, that night. Yeah, they're supposed okay. to be a part of the game, not the spectacle of the game. That's the way that no, I... They're, they're just like um, with that playoff game, the St. Louis playoff game yep. in the Stanley Cup a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. Well, the referees decided the fifth game and eventually in the series. That wasn't... That's not supposed to be the way it worked. Right. Right. No, I totally agree with you. If they want to be the... The center of attention, they should get a job in acting. No. <laughs> law. Although a couple of the NFL referees are lawyers, aren't they? Uh, yes. Well, actually, there's, I, think, there's, I think Ed Hockley was. Yeah. Ed Hockley was, well, the way he talked, he was either a teacher or a lawyer. He knew that. Yeah. But uh, I think that Cleet Blakeman was also a lawyer. Oh, well. I think I think you've intended uh, a couple of them that are lawyers in real life, but if they want to become part, if they want the camera focused on them, they should get a job with the camera focused on them. Maybe they should get a job as a a newscaster. Right. Agreed. They should they should be a minor part, not something that people go on Twitter and flat out and talk about. Or that they make so much out of it that the sports writers have to sit down and write about it after the game is over. Yeah, I mean, it's just, they, like I said, they should be a part of the game and not the spectacle of the game. I mean, that's the way that refereeing should yes, be. Yes, I, I agree with you, and that's what I was saying. Mm-hmm. And just the same way with the umpire, too, but I'm not going to get an umpire. Right. I just, I'm looking at the time, the uh, date, I mean, I hope we don't end up having a lockout this year. There's With the MLB? And the MLB, they have a week and a half to set up a new CBA. And with the way things are going, it's not looking good for them. They could have their first lockout since 1995. And oddly enough, I think that that championship was won by the Braves. That is that, weird. And 1995. I think you're right. Yeah. I think 1995, the Braves won it all. I think you're right. Which would be, you want to talk about weird coincidences? I'm going to look at the 1995 World Series, but I do think it was.
champion Atlanta Flame, loser Cleveland Indian. Weird. Very odd. Yeah, that's a really odd one. Now, Cleveland didn't make it to the World Series. They didn't even make the playoff last year. Yeah. And they're not, even a, they're not even the Cleveland Indian anymore. No, the Cleveland Warriors? Guardians. 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 At least they have something of a logo now. I think they do. Maybe it's just a G. I think it's a G. Yeah. But at least they didn't come up with some of the awful names that I thought they were going to come up with. Like, yeah. Fighters came back from the organization. Right. The Cleveland Fighters. That was their own. That was the old team name back in the late 1900, uh, late 1800s, I mean, late 19th century. Yep. They were one of the worst teams that ever existed. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for the record? I'm not kidding. You think 54 and 108 is bad? Wait till you hear this. 20 and 134. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be you don't want to be associated with that team. No, you thought Baltimore was bad. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 brutal. You thought Baltimore was bad in 1984, the last couple of years, losing 134 games is back to the identical 162, and I hope they keep it on. The Seattle long, but that's what makes winning the World Series so great. Other teams. Other leagues have seven game uh, series, like the ML NHL has a seven game series that can go late, late, late into the night as we saw during the COVID playoff with the five overtime game. And didn't we play the double overtime after that? You know, the next yes, we did. Yes, so we, we did. In, so, yeah, we had some really long games during that playoff run. <laughs> and the, uh, and then, the 2014 Stanley Cup, was it? The Kings clinched their title at 34-43 of overtime. Yep. So 517 left in the second overtime period. Right. So people say the game's a lot of dollar exciting. That's part of what's so great about the playoff. Oh, yeah. There's, there's nothing for It's just, it's just crazy. So, I think we will see you next week. Well, I would say we'll see you next week, except I'm so used to saying that. It's not, it's not true, because this is the fifth and final episode. So we'll let you, you'll see if there's a new season. Oh, yeah. But I don't know what's going to, I don't know what's going to happen if we see the finale. Okay. Thanks for hopping on. Yeah, of I'm course. Gonna I'm gonna hop on. Go enjoy the game. You too. You gotta wait enjoy a couple game. of hours. I know. I'm gonna kill it both. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody else in New England. Oh yeah, Atlanta, deep breath for that matter. Deep breaths. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Bye. Of course. See you later.